you're here for a reason. You are here for a purpose. Uh, you have a unique outlook um, on life. You also have like unique dreams within your heart. The thing that fulfills us the most is when we see people like stop thinking that they don't have what it takes to achieve those dreams or like, you know, make a difference and to instead find confidence in the fact that those dreams are there and the u- unique way that their strengths um, can get them there. Uh, I think that is when we see change in the world. I think it's when we start to see like real community developed and it's when you start to be happier with the life that you're living um, instead of, you know, feeling either trapped or small or anything like that. Hey there, friends. Welcome to the Marketing Should Be Fun podcast, where we believe marketing is something you get to do, not something you have to do. We hope you leave here encouraged, inspired, and a little more excited to share your gifts with the world. Well, welcome back to the Marketing Should Be Fun podcast. My name is Austin Savage. And we're not going to get through this intro without you laughing. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We should just kick it right off. Should we? Let's do it. Okay. (laughs) What are we talking about? We are talking about confidence today. Yes, we are. I'm very excited for this episode, uh, to be honest, because I feel like we talk about this topic a lot with potential clients, with coaching clients, with you and me, like all across the board. Yeah. Um, so really, really excited to get into it. And I just wanted to say a quick thank you to everyone who has been listening to the show. Um, it means a lot to us uh, for you to take the time to listen to us just share what we think and what we're passionate about. Yeah. Um, and we don't take that lightly. So thank you very, very much for uh, listening to the show. And if you do have any topics that you would like uh, for us to talk about, <laughs> um, we would love to know what those are. So feel free to like send us a DM or an email or whatever, however you communicate, and we will add it to the list. If you're listening today, it's already passed, but it's actually Austin's birthday today. So I don't know. Yeah. Maybe when we're, we're just recording. in a fun mood. Yeah. It is. So, I am 43. <laughs> You are how old today? I am 25, a whopping quarter of a century. I almost said half a century, quarter of a century. Not quite. It's a big yeah. deal. You, and like t- I told you, told you me, yeah, an interesting yeah. fact. Yes, this morning. So when you turn 25, your prefrontal cortex is fully developed. So you have a whole new ability to think clearly, make wise decisions, and all of those things. I woke up today and I was like, wow, the clarity of thought in my brain is it's just never been more than it is right now. I just clearly, felt- as you can tell from this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but my this or that question today has to do with birthdays. So Oh, for real? I thought we would keep it birthday themed to celebrate. Oh, this, that's kind of fun. Okay. Recording. It's nothing crazy, but I'm just curious if you had to pick cake or ice cream. Pick one of those cake yes. together. I mean, you can for your birthday, but do you have one that you like more than the other? Some people That's have a great strong question. opinions. Um, first off, when is your birthday? I don't know. My birthday? My birthday is like <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, friends, we know what we're doing. My birthday is March 24th. Okay. Was that before or after I hired you? I definitely already worked for you then, but it had only been for 24 days. Oh, you started on March 1st? I did. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Maybe it was April. I don't know. Maybe I'll be more intentional next year. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's all new for us. I'll send you more than a paycheck next year. That'll be nice. I don't know. Paycheck's fine too. 
I forget the question. Oh, cake, cake or ice, ice cream. cream? Do you have a? Okay, uh, so that's super interesting because growing up, uh, we always did birthday breakfast, and that was like our tradition. And for birthday breakfast, we would have cake and ice cream for breakfast. Oh my goodness! But we always put them together. Yeah. Uh, I would say if I had to pick, like I would much rather have ice cream than cake. Okay. And like have some melted peanut butter I could drizzle over the top. Uh, oh also put a little bit of like just a, not as much of the peanut butter. I want to like drown it in peanut butter, but a little bit of chocolate on the top. And then if I have some like actual peanuts I could put on the top. Wow. Too, that would be delicious. The best. So that's kind of how we're ready. It. If cheesecake, though, envisioned. if cheesecake counts in the cake category, I might have a different answer. But I, it's kind of a gray area, you know? Okay. I can appreciate all the thought that went into that for sure. <laughs> I would have to go with cake. Really? I love, I love like birthday cake or wedding cake. Every Ooh. year on my birthday, Matt's like, what do you want to have for dessert? I'm like, if you could just find me a piece of a wedding cake, <laughs> just vanilla a piece wedding, of cake wedding cake <laughs> with a vanilla frosting. Oh, that's like my favorite. That's awesome. We didn't even have cake at our wedding. What did you have? We had... Well, we had like a little mini cake that we cut um, Mm -hmm. that Larissa made, but um, we had pies that we shared. That's adorable. I love that. It was super fun. I think we we had cupcakes, not cake. And then we had a popcorn bar. Ooh. You know. Cupcakes or cake? Which one do you prefer? Cake. Still. I think we just did cupcakes cupcakes because it was like easier to serve maybe. Totally. Um, But oh man, a good piece of white, a vanilla wedding cake with frosting down the middle and on top it's all i need i just went to a wedding this past weekend uh for my cousin Mm -hmm. and just random while we're talking about wedding cakes uh they were my mom and some other like family members that her age uh were kind of sitting around me and they were all showing me pictures of their wedding cakes and i was like those things were crazy yeah and i can only imagine how expensive uh they had to have been i'm like it's it's kind of interesting how trends, I don't yeah, know, times go change. in and out. It's really trendy right now to do like different different things like besides just yeah, cake. Like kind of fun. Tacos. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, guys, this is going to so be much such editing on this. A good one. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's kind of funny, but it's all right. I'll probably right. listen back and be like, Austin, you are just crazy. <laughs> Hey, you have to own it, though, which is what we're talking about today. Yeah, exactly. This is literally my personality. Can I actually share something about that? That is you kind of just brought up a thought in my head. Uh, When I was in junior high, I I, I diagnosed seems like such a weird word, but like found out have ADHD or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And for the longest time, uh, I like took medicine for that like Mm -hmm. every day because for most of the reason was because i was self-conscious like of this like when i would Mm. just get silly and be like laughy and not be able to focus yeah um and it wasn't until college that i started to like be like i don't want like i want to own who i am a little bit more Mm -hmm. and uh, i stopped like taking all that stuff it's been so fun to just like love who I am you know where Mm -hmm. I like don't have to be like hey it's not okay for me to laugh I can be like 
I'm a, I'm weird. Like, and that's just like, who, who, who I, I love am. that. I don't know. That's just a random thing that just popped in my head while we're talking about confidence. Yeah. Uh, that's a real life story and a real life example. I also can't imagine who you would be if you didn't have, like, that's such a big part of your personality and why it's like fun to talk. So yeah, it would be so weird if you didn't have that. To get into a little bit of our topic, I wanted to open up and kind of talk about why we think confidence matters. Um, and then we have five truths uh, that we want to uh, share with um, you guys about confidence and about the unique value you have um, to add to the world. And so, Kelsey, I will ask you first, uh, but why do you feel like confidence matters? Yeah, that's a great question. I think it matters because, well, there's a many reasons it matters. But the first one that came to my head is especially relating to like building a brand, sharing things you know, with an audience. I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm not super like attracted or interested in somebody who isn't confident. Yeah. Um, and not in like a personal way, but just we as humans are attracted to confident people, Mm -hmm. messages, places, you know, people that know where they're going or are clear on their mission. It's just easier to understand. I think if you get, you know, way down to the middle of it. Totally. Um, so I think that would be my first reason that confidence matters totally and it's not like being cocky it's just like being like secure uh Mm -hmm. in the value you have to bring and the like you were saying the the message that you have to share um i was listening to a podcast that i've been enjoying um recently and they talked about uh it's for like business owners and stuff like that but they said that they noticed that like kind of that intangible quality of success, like with business owners that they work with, it always comes down to confidence. Like Mm -hmm. the people who are just more secure in themselves as a leader and even in like their company and the value that their company has to bring are the people that are more successful and who see like more opportunity uh, come their way. And I, I like think that that is true across the board, like even for people that we work with, like as people start to get more confident in themselves and in the value that they have to bring, like it's almost like just this door of opportunity um, breaks open because they're willing to ask people to, you know, be on their podcast or they're willing to like say a higher price when they're uh, talking to a potential client or they're willing to uh, start putting their face on social media more than they used to. And it's like this snowball effect that people can kind of feel uh, this confidence. And I really think for everybody listening, like everybody deserves to have that that experience and that confidence about something, about something that they do. Uh, you know, it doesn't have to, you don't have to be confident in the same things that I'm confident in. And Kelsey, you're confident in areas that I'm not. I'm confident in areas that you're not and you've yeah. grown in confidence, you know, over even just the time that we've been uh, working together in different areas than I have. Um, and it's just really, really interesting to see what happens as a result. It's cool. That is so true. It makes me even think about when I was teaching, I taught second grade for several years. Um, you see this to be true even from a young age. I mean, if you're yeah. listening and you have kids, I'm sure you know this or have been around kids. There's just something different when they believe they can do something or when they know what they can do or are clear on what they're doing. Um, I think it's just a human trait in general. Yeah. Do you think we should just jump into our truths? Let's do it. I think that we should as well. Kelsey, what is truth number one? I think it sounds funny. We're like, tell me your truth. Tell me. What is the, what's your truth? truth? Yes. (laughs) No, 
These are across the board truths. No. <laughs> Number one, we would say some truths about what confidence is, is that you can have confidence in your strengths and your weaknesses, which doesn't sound quite right when you first think about it, but yeah. it's true. You can have confidence in what you're good at and also own the things that you're like, nope, that's that's not what I'm doing. That's not what I'm great at. That's what I'm going to outsource so that yeah. I don't have to you know, have that way on my shoulders and struggle through it. Um, you don't need to be everything to everyone mm-hmm. and you don't need to know how to do everything and that's okay. Yeah. What does that look like uh, for you, Kelsey? Oh man, you were going to ask me. <laughs> yeah. I think this is something you'll probably, you know, if you're listening and you own a business, are building a brand, are just a human, um, yes. you're going to, you know, kind of evolve and like learn more about yourself the longer you do things. And as you meet new adventures or new things that you're doing, you'll learn new things about yourself. I certainly have mm-hmm. with this job even. Um, for me, I think that I I own that I, specifically in this niche of what we're talking about on here, marketing, yeah. um, I own that I love social media. I'm not afraid to just jump on and you know talk about something on social media or mm-hmm. on stories or um, communicate something in that way. Yeah. Um, I love to help people brainstorm content and ways to sell things. And I think that was a big shift for me. Mm-hmm. Um, this just kind of popped in my mind, but not being afraid to sell things, you know, yeah. that has a, a weird connotation and can sound like, oh, you're a car salesman mm-hmm. type of thing, but we're all selling something like that is the way the world works. Yeah. We do need to sell something and make money, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, even when I was teaching, you have to sell kids on loving to learn, like yeah. we're all doing it. And so just getting comfortable saying, I'm good at that and I'm going to do it. And I mm-hmm. can do that for the good of others and to help the people around me flourish and not have it be something that's weird or creepy. Um, But I also own my weaknesses. There's several, Um, but there are things I'm not good at that. I just don't, I don't care to learn. And I don't think that the, that me learning would have as good of a payoff or as strong of a payoff as just saying, you know what, somebody else is really good at this. I'm going to let them do it. Um, Things like technology. There are times where I'm like, I don't know how to update that or import this. And I'll ask you, (laughs) my husband is like the one who does that in our home. Totally. I don't know. I can make money helping someone put something on their social media, but <laughs> update their computer. I don't know. I'm out. So, and just being okay with laughing that off too is yeah. so freeing. It is. Yeah. And I love this point because I think a lot of times when we talk to people, it's like they hyper focus in on their weaknesses or mm-hmm. what maybe is currently a weakness for them. I, I think that there is just this this confidence that has to be learned on both sides. Like one, you have to weigh them equally. Like your weaknesses do not outweigh your strengths. Like you have strengths um, to bring. And those are like, those can be on the forefront. Like you can lean on those strengths in how you lead your business, your organization, and how you like interact with your audience. Um, All of those things and it's also okay for you to acknowledge your weaknesses, uh, to like uh, compensate for your weaknesses, like with a team member or mm-hmm. with how your business is structured or, you know, anything like that. And to like laugh them off, like with with your audience and to build a community that way, yeah. as people can kind of see that like you are, you're sharing about yourself and just like being open about the things that you are good and not good at. Um, and people are drawn to that as well. Um, and we think that like we have to put on this front that's like I'm good at everything. 
but nobody is like it's right. you know and then it's it feels fake and yes. it actually repels people instead of like compels them to take action with uh, you organization yeah sharing your weaknesses is like helping your content perform on a human level yeah. and it just helps people connect with you this morning i was watching someone's instagram stories and this isn't really a weakness, but it kind of plays into that. Hmm. She was like showing this office that she had been in for years. It's kind of been like her brand of yeah. like, you see that chair and you know that it's her stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, she showed the other side of the room and it was her laundry room. <laughs> and I was just like, are you, I, I like literally had unfollowed her for a while because I was like, I just can't relate. Like this is just a lot for me. Yeah. And I followed her today because she showed her laundry room. Like she showed that, you know, there's the side of her that's not perfect. That's not totally you know, rich and fancy and all of that. And I was just like, oh. It's such a good point for all of our clients and like listeners too. Yes. And it's like, it's because it, it becomes a barrier because I think even more today, like with the, just the way the world has, you know, like gone with for the past couple of years. I mean, we are kind of craving that authentic connection Often, yes. with people. Um, mm-hmm. And if we don't find confidence in what we aren't good at in addition to what we're good at we're like limit we're we're building a wall like a barrier um between us and our audience and Mm -hmm. it doesn't serve us um in the long term i know for me i had to kind of come to terms with like my own strengths and weaknesses in starting the company too i was gonna ask you tell us yours yeah i figured i probably should i made you tell (laughs) tell (laughs) yours uh and I didn't like, you know, write any down, but what comes to mind um, for me is, and we've talked about this even in our planning meetings of like how we can leverage each other's strengths. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know like I am really, really good at coming up with ideas. Like that is yes. something I've done my whole life. I just, I like am really good at it. And that like is brainstorming as well. Um, mm-hmm. And I am also good at like casting vision for our clients and even like our team and stuff like that. And so I love like the first call we get to do with potential clients is like literally my favorite. Um, Like I think it's fun. I get to come up with ideas. I get to cast vision. Um, And I am less inclined to like be super excited about the doing and about Mm -hmm. the, you know, process and even about like the organization of it all. And so for the first few months, I like operated in that space, but like it it was draining me. Like it yeah. wasn't giving me life to be able to build, you know, be consistently building relationships and stuff. And that's one of the reasons like I brought you onto the team um, so early on in the business. It's just, I was like, I need someone else who like is just naturally better at this stuff, but can also like jump in and support in other ways as well. Um, And so I think that is the biggest thing for me is like when I'm on calls with potential clients, I don't have to pretend like I am organized. I don't have to pretend Mm -hmm. like I uh, am, like I am personally going to be doing all the work that uh, we are sharing with them. And, uh, Mm -hmm. but to just have confidence in like, but I do have an awesome team who is supporting me. I have gr- I have great ideas, and mm-hmm. we have systems uh, through our teamwork that is going to make it happen. And like we've kind of developed this confidence in that. Does that yeah. make sense? <laughs> yeah, totally. It makes me think you even grow confidence in knowing what you're good at and not good at. Like yes. to be able to just think through that and know that will grow your confidence in that way too. Yeah. All right. Number two, we talked about that one for a while. So number two. You are not for everybody, and that is okay. 
Um, I was just talking with this. Uh, we just got a new client that we uh, were meeting with. And it was really interesting. We were having this conversation because uh, they had been seeing kind of a decrease in uh, subscribers to their newsletter. And mm-hmm. it was after they had like just added this big list. It's, you know, super complicated. But anyways, they were seeing uh, people like unsubscribe and they were kind of like, why, like, why is this happening? This is, you know, people don't like this, like this isn't performing well. And I was like, actually, that is a good thing because like, it's just some, it's people telling you this is not for me. But what you're learning is that the people who aren't hitting unsubscribe are saying, this is for me. Like, I do want to be here. And it's the same thing on like Instagram, you know, like mm-hmm. if you're losing followers, that doesn't always mean that there's something wrong. Sometimes it might, uh, yeah. but it doesn't always mean that. Um, and I think we, again, similar to the the first one, we put so much weight on like the negative, like what feels yeah. negative that we're like, oh, I lost 200 followers, but we're not like, oh, but I still have a thousand or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and we kind of get caught in that cycle. What are your yeah. thoughts? Yes, this is my favorite point of our whole podcast episode Ooh. today, I think. Um, because it will be a game changer if you can just wrap your head around this. If you yeah. can let that weight go of thinking, I have to be for everybody. That is a recipe for burnout. That sounds yes. so exhausting. Yeah. You know, I think in the business slash marketing world, we would probably call this like niching down or something. Mm-hmm. But you learn who you want to talk to and what you want to say and like how you're going to help them. Mm-hmm. There is nobody in this world that is going to be for everybody, you know, to try yeah. to craft a message or something that's going to resonate perfectly with every person um, is impossible and mm-hmm. so miserable to try to like, you know, a lot of you probably listening will resonate with like, have you ever crafted a social media post or wanted to say something and you're like, you can picture all the people in your mind who are going to say, I don't like that. Or what about this? Or like you make the arguments mm-hmm. up. But if you can stop doing that and just picture the person you're actually trying to talk to, picture yeah. your ideal customer or whoever it is that you're solving a problem for and talk to them, mm-hmm. it's going to feel so much better. That was a huge lesson that I had to learn kind of through my journey of being able to share my business on social media. Yeah. Um, you're not for everybody. That's okay. Yes. It's good when you lose followers. Like that's right. I always tell people like, good, great. You're like getting clear on your messaging and people mm-hmm. who want to hear it are staying and people who want to go somewhere else can go somewhere else totally freedom yeah you don't need to fight just for their attention and like burn yourself out to get their attention um yeah and it comes down it comes down to confidence like you are who you are and you know you're going to share that and maybe you can you know learn to share that in different ways Mm -hmm. um but it is not like somebody criticizing who you are just because maybe it doesn't fit with what they're looking for for that season. Like for example, that girl that you unfollowed yeah. uh, for a while, like she got your attention back down mm-hmm. down the road, uh, but she just had to stay consistent even when you weren't there. Um, yeah. And that's kind of how, that's how attention works. Like people will, you know, follow you for a while and like really pay attention and then they'll kind of drop off and then they'll, you know, come back and it's the way the world works. And so you don't have to be for everybody. That is okay. And if I can, two quick stories pop in my yeah. mind. Um, one is I remember I was uh, presenting uh, back when I worked for the national nonprofit before this, I was presenting for this like global conference uh, mm-hmm. for church communications. And it was really interesting. I was basically giving our 
we still use these points, but our talk on like the seven things uh, for an effective podcast or something, literally on the point where I was talking about uh, why the quality of like content that you're sharing is way more important than the quality of audio um, that is on your podcast. There was like this guy in the chat who was just like criticizing me for uh, like how bad my microphone, um, like how close I was when I shouldn't have been that close and like how, how anybody could listen to me because of how uh, like little I knew about the equipment and stuff like that. Oh my goodness. And it, it would be so easy for me to be like, oh my gosh, he's probably right. And ignore, you know, the 10, 15 other people in chat who are like, yeah, thank you so much. This is super helpful. Mm-hmm. And like all of that stuff. Thankfully, at that point, like I'd already learned like that. So that's the exact opposite of what I just said. Like, I don't even have to cater to that opinion or, you know, somebody who doesn't think that I have value to bring. Uh, because that I I know that I do, and I know that I have seen success podcasting and all of that stuff, and it kind of mm-hmm. comes back to that confidence that I have uh, in myself. And then the second one, uh, this is super random, but on a business level, uh, I think we've even developed confidence in what we do and don't do, or like mm. clients we want and don't want. Yeah. Um, and I just had uh, someone connect with me recently, and they you know kind of shared this project and. You know, the project in general was, you know, somewhat down the line of what we do. But I also was kind of like, I could see some, I don't know if red flags are the the right word, but like, it just wasn't going to be the most like fun project uh, for us to take on. And I was able to just be like, hey, I don't think we'd be the right fit for you right now. Uh, and that's it. Like, sweet. Yeah. And they weren't like mad. They weren't angry. They were just like, okay, thank you for letting me know. And then I was mm-hmm. like, sweet, we'll talk to you later. Even developing the confidence on that level to tell people no or hear no is like, it's freeing for sure. Yes. Freeing is such a good word for this whole topic. Like yeah. when you are living in your strengths and growing that confidence muscle and being clear about what you know and confident in what your brand is, mm-hmm. freeing is such a great word. All right. Number three, what's that one, Kelsey? You can craft your own vision for your life. You don't have to let others do that for you. Come on now. Uh, <laughs> I'll jump in here first and then yeah. uh, throw it back to you. But um, I I think that so often we cater to everyone else's opinions about us mm. and our life and our business or whatever we're doing. And we don't take the time to take ownership and like our dreams and our vision for our life. And I think when we take the time to be honest about the the life we want to live, uh, I think that is a game changer for confidence in general because we have a direction we're pursuing and we are more easily easily able to be like, that does not fit into the direction that I want to go uh, with my life. And so I think it's important, again, for everybody listening to uh, even just sit down and like set some goals for what you want. It could be starting a business or it could just be like, I want to take two vacations this year or I want, you know, anything like that. You're able to structure your life in a way that achieves those things and you are listening to yourself rather than just like going with the ebb and flow of how people ask you to use your time or what they tell you that your goals should be. I think it's a game changer. Do you have any thoughts? I think that this is a great point for having like vision too. When you're confident in the vision for what you want for your Mm -hmm. life, even if it's not specifically like a goal or an action, 
I remember recently I sat down and I just thought through like, what do I want this season of life to look like for us? What do I want it to feel like? What do I want to, you know, how do we want to spend our time? What do I want my home to feel like people are here? Like even things like that, being confident in those things helps you say yes and no Mm -hmm. and say, you know, this is a good fit for us this season or you know what? Not right now. And that can apply to your home, your personal life, your business, all of those things. I think we get so caught up in thinking that there's one specific thing or path we need to go on mm-hmm. that we get so stressed out by that that then we don't do anything. Totally. And so we've literally let both sides of that continuum just paralyze us mm-hmm. instead of just becoming clear and confident in what we want that season to be. Totally. I love it. I think that that one makes sense uh, for for people, but it's really important. And we, we have had a coaching client that we uh, were working with recently and uh, she experienced this a ton. Like it was really just like, she was so caught up with sharing things because she felt like people were perceiving it in, you know, one way or another. And she wasn't sharing things as a result because she was caught up in what she perceived people's opinions to be. And uh, the thing that we were really like working with her most on is just like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter uh, what they think if you are clear about what you're kind of pursuing and the value that you want to bring. Uh, it doesn't matter what the people like who are there currently think like you're going to find a fresh audience and it'll be like kind of refined and then it'll grow from there. Um, and that's really important. You can let feedback and people guide yes. some of your decisions, but you cannot let it form them. Why do you always get the great <laughs> I was quotes? like, dang, that was a good one. <laughs> dang it. <laughs> I could tell that you like had that one. I was like something. This is gold that's about to come out. (laughs) That was so good. Uh, I talk in long form. You talk in short form. I love it. This is basically our life. All right. Uh, Number four, your age is not a weakness. I could go on Mm. on this forever, but I'll let you talk first. (laughs) Yes. This is one of the number one things that we talk through with our clients. Yes. Even that we deal with ourselves. I mean, it's your birthday today. Like we could talk about it, but we've even had conversations about how sometimes you may have felt or people may have said things about you being too young or we have clients who have said, I can't do this. I'm too old. I don't know. Talk yeah. about that a little bit in your experience. Totally. On, I see it on both ends of the spectrum, especially. Like we talk to clients who feel like they have like aged out of effectiveness um, and like they don't have any value to bring. Everything is new and like they just don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And they kind of belittle themselves in that way. And honestly, like that, it breaks my heart whenever I see that because That is like somebody who literally, you know, they might have 50, 60, even 70 years of experience of life lived. Um, And you absolutely have value to bring if you are on like the older side of your life. But the same thing is true on the other end. Like I talked to a bunch of people my age who, you know, they might get new leadership opportunity or, you know, something like that. And they feel like they are clueless because... They, you know, haven't had as much experience or they, you know, don't view things the same way and they have maybe a different outlook on how things should go. And so they're like, I, I, they belittle themselves into thinking that they can't be effective. Um, And that's not true. Like if you are young, you have unique value, you have unique perspective to bring. If you're old, you have unique value and unique perspective to bring. Um, And that is. It's so important to have confidence in that. Like, I know 
I'm 25. I don't know everything, but there are some things that I know like without a doubt and that I'm really, really good at. And so when I'm talking even to an older client, like I don't need to just like err on the side of everything that they say is right because, you know, they're older necessarily, but they also have to come to that conversation, you know, understanding that like they have things to learn and things to add. And I need to come mm-hmm. to the conversation thinking the exact same. And as we're working together, then we find a solution that makes the most sense. Those oh, are my so thoughts. Good. <laughs> that was so good. Also, does it break your heart when I tell you I'm too old for TikTok? Um, <laughs> yes, because TikTok has like totally changed. Next episode. but <laughs> Precursor coming soon. Oh, it's so true though. Everything you said was gold and I don't even have anything to add because... You just hit the nail on the head. Love it. All right. Your age is not a weakness. And seriously, okay, if we say that and you don't believe it, like for whatever reason, that is something to just like reflect on, um, like for you, because like there might even be opportunity for you to just like even write out some uh, things about why your age is uh, not a weakness and the unique value you have to bring because of it. um, If that is kind of a barrier to confidence for you. On that note, to number five. Kelsey, what do we got? Wrapping it up with, listen, this is true. You have unique value to add to the world. Tell us your thoughts. This is the, I mean, perfect recap for the whole conversation. But I think our encouragement uh, to you um, today is that you're here for a reason. You are here for a purpose. Uh, You have a unique outlook um, on life. You also have like unique dreams within your heart. The thing that fulfills us the most is when we see people like stop thinking that they don't have what it takes to achieve those dreams or like, you know, make a difference and to instead find confidence in the fact that those dreams are there and the u- unique way that their strengths um, can get them there. Mm-hmm. Uh I think that is when we see change in the world. I think it's when we start to see like real community developed and it's when you start to be happier with the life that you're living um, instead of, you know, feeling either trapped or small or anything like that. Uh, It comes down to confidence and confidence in the unique value that you have to add to the world and you have a lot of it. This doesn't necessarily fit right with this topic, but it just keeps like nigging. What's the word? <laughs> Nibbling so. on your brain. Is that what, that's what it was coming? <laughs> it's just been sitting in my brain the whole time and I okay. feel like somebody needs to hear it. But okay. with your confidence and strengths and weaknesses, sometimes we let people tell us one of our strengths is a weakness mm-hmm. and be careful for that too. I know, you know, I've grown up and I love to talk and I've always been really loud. And mm-hmm. for most of my life, that was framed as a weakness. Yeah. But a lot of times you can reframe what people say as a weakness. Certainly there are times we need to develop and change and all that. But there, you know, there's a lot of things I'm able to do because I talk a lot and am confident and loud. Um, yeah. And we say this about our little kids too. Like they're going to be a world changer. I just have to survive them first. Like <laughs> change that, you know, perspective of what those things might be their weaknesses and see how yeah. you can take those to bring all that you have and your unique gifts to the world too. Totally. That was good. And you got another quote in there. Like we frame those, but we can reframe them with them. Oh. I was like, dang it. I'll just write. Um, we didn't just publish <laughs> just, a book of quotes. Yes. Just from <laughs> book or uh, quotes from Kelsey Zarko. A hundred page. Oh my goodness. 
<laughs> book. <laughs> I like it. I better get going. Uh, Kelsey, did we forget anything or leave anything out of the conversation you think? Yeah, that's a loaded question. I don't think so. I think there's a lot in here to think on, reflect on, take time to to turn everything else off and and think through this. It's really hard to own your confidence, own your strengths and your weaknesses and build that confidence when you're watching everybody else. So yeah. take time to kind of quiet everything, dial in, reflect, and think through a lot of these questions and suggestions that we've shared today. Love it. All right. Can I share one more tip and then yeah. close it out? It. So uh, I have shared this with, and I kind of did here earlier on the fourth point, but um, I've shared this with a few different coaching clients that we have worked with and um, just have found it helpful in my own life. I know some like family members have found it really helpful. Uh, but if confidence is a struggle for you, um, or if there's like a specific area that confidence is a struggle for you, one of the things that I consistently recommend to people is to kind of create a list of daily affirmations um, that you can look at. And it might just be like, I am good at this. I have unique value to add to the world. Um, I want to achieve this or, you know, whatever it is. Um, and it's a really, really good way to every day just like remind yourself of truth and like things that you are good at and like things that you want for your life uh, instead of just kind of letting the negative kind of, you know, creep in and become what's most dominant in your mind. Um, and like to even say those things out loud every day um, is, is really, really helpful. So if just for practical thing, if you uh, do struggle with confidence, that is a great place to start. Love when I was it. a teacher, we used to have our kids. Have you ever seen the movie, The Help? Yeah. And they would say, you are kind, yeah. you are smart, smart, you are brave. And we said mm -hmm. that every day and it has more power than I think we even know. It does. I mean, especially like at that age, like they're, they're going to be 30 and like think, think back to that and, mm -hmm. you know, repeat it to themselves. Like as they're going in for like a job interview or something. Yes. I love that. I love it. All right. Uh, Kelsey, any last thoughts, but also like where are we headed um, for our next episode and then we'll close it out. Yeah, I think we've shared a lot to chew on today. So I'll leave you with those truths, but yes. make sure to come back for the next episode because I think it's going to be a good one. We're going to talk about Instagram versus TikTok. And come on. Battle it out on the episode. It's going to be awesome. I love it. We, we're, we're like hyping this up to be this like epic battle. And also like neither of us really care. <laughs> Super non-confrontational people. So this will be interesting. Exactly. And I've also kind of like, you know, both both have value. But yeah. we do want to talk. I think it'll be less battle and more just like, hey, here's things you should know about both. So. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to it. So thank you guys for listening. And we will see you right back here for the next one. Hey, thanks for listening in to today's episode of the Marketing Should Be Fun podcast. We share an episode every other week, so make sure to hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform. We'd also love to connect with you on social, so come hang out on Instagram at austinsavage.co or sign up for email updates on our website. All right, friend, here's your reminder that marketing is something you get to do, not something you have to do. We'll see you next time.